with the second pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. The Minnesota Vikings have traded the 14th pick to the New York Jets. With the 14th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Elijah Vera Tucker, guard, USC. What's up, Jets fans, and welcome to the Jets stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name's Jesse Finver, and as always with me, Connor Sheeran. Connor, we had a good week. I think we did. I think we did. We finally had, this is like, I think this is going to be the first, like, positive pod we've had in a while. A very long time. Like, <laughs> like it certainly like, wasn't during any of the 2020 season, maybe last summer. Were we happy about anything last summer? No, we'll start off with some negative news, and then we'll get into yes. the good stuff. Uh, our son. Our Quinnen, large adult son. Our large adult son, Quinnen Williams. Uh, he broke his foot out eight to ten weeks. He'll be fine. He'll be ready for camp. But, like, obviously, you, like, yeah, like, he's not going to be able to stay in the um, – they're going to have to keep him in shape. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. Um, just He has to make sure that he stays in shape. Uh, he, did, he did just get married. So, Quinnen, if you're listening, congratulations. Yes, congrats. Congratulations. That's you big. Looked, you, you looked fantastic in your uh, in your wedding yeah, getup. He'll be fine. Um, yeah, he'll be fine. The Jets. Small, if, if, anything, if anything, the Jets have plenty of depth uh, on the defensive line. That's true. Let's get into, uh, let's get into this. I, I got to say, we... Um, we, we we came in a little apprehensive. Obviously, you all know that I wanted Justin Fields. And, Connor, you were on the Wilson train. I was also fine with Wilson, so like, I'm not upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Bears, good for, good for Chicago. Thank you, Chicago. You might have gotten fleeced in that trade with the Giants, but thank you for trading up. Yeah. You know for a fact the Patriots would have taken Fields. Yes. So, so <laughs> that was great. Um the Jets, I mean, they had a, a kick-ass draft. Like I think they did. They really do. Joe Joe Douglas is really showing his chops. Obviously, these guys need to perform on the field. But last year, his draft picks, a lot of them played very well. I saw a video of um, Makai Becton today, training with like Toronto instead. He's like, and he's like, he's, him mo- back. he's he's like moving him. Like this guy's <laughs> just as big as as him, and he's just like shoving him in our like Teron's just like like taking it like obviously <laughs> like he's like yeah it's it's obviously a lot um it's got to be excited about yeah all right so let, let's go let's go uh pick by pick we'll give our um our takes I'm like we're not gonna do grades all right we're not draft guys we're just gonna give our thoughts and uh that'll be it um all right i want you to start Give your take. First pick of the of the, of the first, uh, second pick of the first round, Zach Wilson. So let's hear your your final. This is the final time we'll get thoughts before uh, before we actually, you know, we'll take a little hiatus after this. There's not going to be a lot going on. Your thoughts, Zach Wilson. Uh, I'm. I mean, we've 
talked about it, I guess, ad nauseum at this point. But Zach Wilson, he's he. I feel a lot. Put it this way, I feel a lot more confident about Wilson post Jets drafting him than I did about Sam Darnold. And I grew Why is that? Because Darnold had his turnover turnover issues in college, and it was something that when he came out of college, it was one of the biggest knocks on him when he got drafted. Everyone said. You know, he's a turnover machine, but he's a gunslinger. He's just that kind, that type of quarterback. He's like Brett Favre, who just goes and throws the ball, and more often than not, it worked out for him. But obviously, that didn't transition well into the pros, and he washed out here. Um, will he be successful in Carolina? We don't know. But Zach Wilson, I think, ev- I think everyone is giving him too much flack for the whole um, strength of schedule stuff him just playing at BYU. Um, I didn't, I mean, we definitely heard the same concerns about Josh Allen, given the fact that he played at Wyoming and he didn't have exactly a killer schedule. Same thing with Trey Lance, but I feel like Zach Wilson has now gotten uh, hyped up to a point that it's, if, unless he's, unless he's like perfect out there, he's going to get, he's going to catch a lot of flack, but I am still excited about Zach Wilson. I think, he has the potential to be a really great quarterback for the Jets, especially um, with the weapons and protection that the Jets are now supri- like supplying him with. He, uh, not that he doesn't have any excuses, but he certainly has a much better cushion and much more to work with than Sam Darnold did going into his rookie season. Um, yeah. He has, yeah, I mean, he has Corey Davis. He's got, for now, he's got Jamison Crowder. We'll see whether or not, now that uh, the Jets drafted um, Elijah Moore, who's another slot guy, whether or not Crowder sticks around is another story. But they've got, you know, Corey Davis. They've got Mims. Um, they've got, now they have Elijah Moore. They, if Chris Herndon has his little bounce back, we hope. But one thing that right, right now, you know, Zach Wilson, along with, Thankfully, the Jets took Elijah Barrett Tucker in a very smart trade that I think too many Jets fans were uh, down on because of what the alleged uh, cost. But uh, I'm excited to see what Wilson can do. I'm pumped. Same. I think, I mean, listen, I don't really know. Like, what, what, is, what is Joe Douglas supposed to do? I, I was just reading Rich Cimini, mm. and he was like, they traded Sam Darnold, which was a mistake. Rich, shut up. <laughs> like come on man like obviously like it wasn't a mistake it was not a mistake it just wasn't a mistake it, he was statistically was the worst kept quarterback in the league last season i just it don't was, expect i just don't understand what people expected joe douglas to do if this was a, a shittier class of quarterbacks coming into this draft sure maybe you roll the dice and stick with darnold but there was a good crop obviously trevor lawrence was in play you know wilson has a lot of potential Fields, I think, is going to be very good. Trey Lance, working in San Francisco, I think he's going to be great. And Mac Jones is Mac Jones. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with him? Maybe he'll get another DUI in Boston or something like that. But I, I just, I just don't make any sense. That just seems like Samini trying to stir the pot again and just try to stick, stick it to Jets fans that want to get rid of Darnold. But I don't know, man. It's, it's, here, just... it's where it's where we are. There's no point in harping on the Darnold trade much more than we already have. Right, like it was a good, it was. I think it was a good trade. It was a, the right trade. It was a good pick, and we'll see. Zach Wilson's right. a we'll see guy. He has tons of talent. Right, we'll we'll see. All right, um, 
we, we've spent so much time in the past couple of pods talking about Zach Wilson. I mean, he's got a great arm. He's accurate. He, he's accurate deep. He's, he's really good. He's, he's an exciting player. This is what we need to talk about. The trade-up was uh-huh. just fantastic. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, everybody's like saying it's the, not only is it the, it's, it's, they're calling it the safest pick in the draft, but not like for, not because like it's a bad pick. Like it's, it's safe in the sense that he's like, it's, it's safe to say he's going to be a pro bowler. That's right. the sense, right? The Jets have, when the, the last time the Jets were really good was when they had a really good offensive line. Uh, and that was in 2009, 2010. That from left to right was DeBrickshaw Ferguson, Alan Fanica, Nick Mangold, Brandon Moore, and Damian Woody. Multiple Hall of Famers on that offensive line. Already one of them is in the Hall of Fame. Nick Mangold will be joining him. And taking Elijah Vera Tucker is the next step in recreating a line of that caliber. You're going to plug him. He played a little, little bit of left tackle uh, at USC. He played guard. He is an animal. He's so good. And it was not just the pick. It was the move itself. They had the 23rd pick. Uh, you know, Slater goes to the Chargers. You kind of saw that coming. This was the guy. Like, you didn't want to wait until 23. And there were some guards taken in the late, in the mid to late 20s. Yep. Or some, some, some offensive linemen taken in the mid to late 20s. You don't want to wait for that guy. You wanted to wait for your, you wanted to go after your guy. Right. They gave up two third round picks. They had a million picks next year. They'll be fine. They had plenty of picks left in the draft. They gave, they got the, the Vikings for, uh, first rounder. They got the 14th pick and then they got a fourth rounder in 143. Who I, let's see, who did that end up becoming? Uh, that ended up becoming, did they trade that? They, they, trade, they traded that pick too. They traded that pick too. Okay. Uh, um, they, they only picked Michael Carter in the fourth round. Right. So one of the Michael Carters. <laughs> yeah. It's a great trade. Um, great. I, I would have liked them to see them maybe tra- they, like there was thoughts of maybe that they trade out of 34 to recoup some picks. No. Right. Cause after, Vera Tucker, they got a great guy. But let's, let, I want to hear your thoughts. What, what was your thoughts on the trade-up and and uh, just the picking, a, solidifying that left side of the offensive line? First of all, I want to uh, give a shout-out to any, anyone who's listening that tuned in to us talk during the, the draft on Twitter Spaces. Oh, yeah. That was, that what, that was yeah, called Twitter Spaces. spaces that was um, an absolute we had a blast. blast. Yeah, we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. But uh, I said it on the pod last week, and I said it on – I said it there – now that the Jets have Becton, and now they have Elijah Vera Tucker on the left side, this is a Connor guarantee. Nothing's coming through. Nothing's hitting Wilson from the blind side. Yeah, you know? I, mean, and I think that's the most important part, is that we know that Wilson can be mobile, and the fact that he'll be able to see the guys that are going to be coming from you know the right side, and he'll be able to adjust and adapt, is going to be huge for him. And he's not going to have to worry about guys coming from the left to attack him. But Elijah Vera Tucker lining up, ne- lining up next to Makai Becton is so big for this Jets offense, it's really hard to understate that. And I know that I harped, and this and it was even me saying it after the Vera Tucker pick, that it still bummed me out that they didn't take a cornerback. But I also said that this is the guy that 
similar to, I guess, you with Zach Wilson slash Fields, that this would be the guy that I'd be perfectly happy with them taking in the first round. Because well, the, corners, the corners were gone at this point. They, there was an the early really, run. The really Sertan, yeah, Sertan and, um, and uh, oh, I'm blanking out, the guy who went to Carolina uh, from, uh, you, from uh, South Carolina. J.C. Horn. Horn, yeah. They um, were gone, yeah, for sure. They were gone before even 14. Um, I think Carolina took one, right? I think Carolina took search. Carolina took uh, Horn, and then um, forget who took Sertan. Uh, he went right after. It was uh, it was. Oh, I have it right here. Uh, the Broncos took Sertan. Right. Okay. And then the Eagles that, went Smith, Fields, Parsons, Slater, Vera Tucker. Right. But, I think uh, this is going to be a great draft overall. I think, yeah, I think I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of confidence in these first two picks, first three picks for that matter. Um, but Vera Tucker and Becton lining up next to one another is just—it's just—it's it, just so big for this Jets offense. It's it, when you when you look back and you see who was lining up and on the draft two years ago, it's like—I mean, there's so—it's so forgettable that I—I I forget how many combinations they went through that season. But I think it was like eleven, like before the season was over, they had like eleven different combinations of like offensive linemen throughout the entire season. When you think about that, through sixteen games. That is a preposterous number. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, ready? You ready for this stat? Yes. This is the first time the Jets have had drafted a first-round offensive lineman in back-to-back years since the 77-78 season. And obviously this doesn't include 06 when they took Mangold and Ferguson both in round one. Um, I mean, insanity. Absolute insanity. Uh, Vera's, Vera, Vera Tucker's going to be great. I, I mean, Carter... Perrine, these guys are going to have so much space on that left side. Right. I mean, it, it's going to be. Well, it's it's in, it's going to be. Yeah. You, you mentioned him. It's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Perron with uh, Lamichael Perron. He actually it's, tweeted today, and he was like, basically, like, "Don't sleep on your boy," um, which I like. Have a chip on your yeah, shoulder. I mean, yeah, have your chip on your shoulder. I, I I just I mean, now that they you know we'll get to him, but now that they they did draft Michael Carter, and um, they have. They still have Ty Johnson, and then they have Tevin Coleman, and I think they still have Josh Adams. But you know, that's four <laughs> oh, or five. That's right, they do have Tevin. That's Coleman. four. Uh, they do have Tevin Coleman, <laughs> but I can't imagine now. They, there's a reason they took Michael Carter, and there's a reason. It's just you know, depth. Like, listen, it's, it's, you can never have enough. You can never have enough talented offensive players, and yeah, it's another one. He's really good. Um, all right, this might be the most exciting pick of the whole draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless Zach Wilson becomes like a Pro Bowler, then like that's obviously the most exciting. But Elijah Moore, uh, a guy that I got to watch, li- I got to watch live a couple of times. Unfortunately, I didn't get to know him because I didn't get to cover Ole Miss that often. But this kid is a game breaker. Um, he's like five eight. He's small, but he had, like, very similar to the Giants picked in Kadarius Tony, where they just have they're small, but they are very fast. They have great balance. They're hard to tackle. I just, I was just saying that, and I was like, "What? I, I sound like Mel Kiper right now." <laughs> like, like the, the cadence I was speaking with, I was like, <laughs> "It's like very fast, hard to tackle, tap, very smart kid." <laughs> I was expecting you to be like, "But he struggles with this." this, this. <laughs> the classic. He's really good. He's five nine. Ran a four three two on the forty. He had eighty six receptions for a, like twelve hundred yards last year, and eight touchdowns and that was in eight games. Uh, so that's four less games than they normally play. Uh, five, five less games. He's awesome. Um, yeah. 
he he probably had like the stupidest play in the history of Ole Miss when he caught a game tying touchdown in the Egg Bowl against Mississippi State and then proceeded to lift his leg like a dog and pee on the ground. Like Odell Beckham special. And and he was copying DK and Odell because DK did it, but it was in a blowout the year before. Hmm. You're up forty, you can do that. Not <laughs> not when the game's on the line. I was, si- I was sitting I was sitting right there when it happened and the I just went slack jawed. I couldn't believe it, um, which I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned that on this pod before. But he's really good. Uh, obviously, he got his head on his shoulders right after last after that debacle, and uh, I'm excited. He this could mean that Crowder is going to be gone before mm-hmm. the season starts because he's a 10 million, uh, he non guaranteed 10 million dollars. Right. So that just makes sense. Um, but like. Yeah, at this point, like who, you, like I guess, like if you want to like go after some like vets and get like Richard Sherman or, um, I think Justin Houston's still available. Is, like, yeah. Guys, guys like that. Um, if you want to just boost that defense, because th- the secondary still stinks. I don't care who it's they awful. drafted. It's like not good enough. Um, I'm hoping that they go after Sherman. But he's gonna take his time. Um, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'm excited. Great and. I hate this comp. People are like saying, oh, he's like a Debo Samuel type guy. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's not Debo Samuel. <laughs> Debo Samuel is way bigger than Elijah Moore. I'm going to prove it right now. Debo Samuel. Let's see. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But yeah, he's six foot. He weighs 216. He's not even cl- like Elijah Moore is not even close to what Debo Samuel is. Stop taking. All right, I understand that Lafleur and Sala came from San Francisco, but we don't have to do that thing where well, you just like every single player to someone. Yeah, else. like <laughs> oh yeah, he'll be like the Debo Samuel in the office. Shut up! No, <laughs> that's not how this works. They are completely different types of players. If you want a comp for like a Jets guy, he's Debo Samuel was like Quincy Inunua, right? Very similar types of players, same size. They're bruisers. Like a Jericho Cotri, you know, an Anquan Bolden, that kind of guy. This he this guy's like Brandon Cooks. He's like Tyreek Hill. Okay. He, he's not like it, they're just completely different. Moore can give them a Debo Samuel like presence because he can be a weapon on jet sweeps and screens. Shut up, Rick Speedy. <laughs> Holy shit. I gotta I gotta exit out of this. I'm I'm I was gonna say it's Rich Samini's making you angry again. It's just the fucking worst sometimes. I was kidding. ESPN. I was kidding. Hire me. Um, <laughs> um, from ESPN, that is. We got plenty of listeners. I'm saying no one from ESPN. Unless they are. And then, oh, no. Um, all right. Another very exciting pick. Do you have any thoughts on um, Elijah Moore? I mean, it's it's one of the – yeah, it's just – it's one of those things where I'm excited more than anything, I think, to see how Mike LaFleur uses him. Yeah, you know, like because he's just he has you know just an such an interesting, such an interesting kind of style, and I don't think you know, Moore's not really big enough to play on the outside, so I think they're gonna have to restrict him to the slot. You know, as much as uh, he and I think he insists that he could play on the outside, but I just don't see that as being totally feasible. But him being fast enough, it just it, it brings to mind when uh, during that Jet Giant game. Um, a couple of years back, when Odell hit that, they hit that like slant route to Odell, 
And as soon as he caught the ball, he sprinted down the field for like 70 yards. And like the closest jet defensive back was like 10 yards behind him. Yeah. So it's like that. that things like that are like what come to my head as far as like what, I mean, obviously Odell's huge compared to Elijah Moore, but that's the sort of thing that, uh, yeah, Odell's like what? He's not a big guy. Odell's uh, like, big. I think he's like, I think he's like 5'11. Let's see. Really? Odell. Let's Does see. Does he just have insane vertical? Yeah, he's 5'11. Happened? He's just really? an athlete, dude. Oh. Yeah, he's just an I athlete. I thought he was a lot bigger. Anyway. Nah, he's, he's 5'11, 198. Um, okay. that's, I mean, Odell's a, a much better comparison than Debo Samuel. Yeah, exactly. It's but just it's the like, style it, they play. Like, they're yeah. just guys who can take something to the house. Debo's right. not taking things to the house like that. He'll run over you. And he could right. do a jet sweep and get like a twenty yard run, but he's not taking a slant to the house, right? There's very few guys that can do that, and yeah. Elijah Moore that, is one of those guys. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting, and you know, as much as we've harped, we've harped on it the past couple of years about Adam Gase calling like an insane amount of like screens and stuff like that. That's a big part of Michael Floyd's offense, so it's something we're probably going to be seeing a lot more, especially to guys like Elijah Moore, where he's so fast they just want to get the ball in his hands as quickly as possible. And that's going to be something we're probably going to see, especially. And also, I'm probably going to give give him the ball as a in the backfield too. Let him yeah. run. But he's that yeah, fast. He's fast enough to do that. So let's let's like have some creativity for once. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited yeah. to see what they kind of like. Oh, remember that one play last year with Crowder when they gave him the ball and he threw that touchdown. Yeah, like, I want to see more stuff like that. That was give great. Me some creativity here, man. Like, All right. Speaking of creativity, we can get very creative with this guy. Yes. Michael Carter out of North Carolina in the fourth round. He's a gem, folks. If you haven't watched him play, there's a game. If you're going to watch any highlights of this kid, you're going to go to YouTube and you're going to type in North Carolina versus Miami 2020. And him and the other running back, who was his name is escaping me, they ran for like 500 yards in this game. Mm. He is special like very very like if this was like 1992 he'd be like a border he'd be like much higher up in the draft but running backs don't mean anything anymore so you can grab a guy like this in the fourth round you know mm-hmm. he's dynamic he is i've seen a great comp he is a faster clyde edwards hilaire i like that i like that a lot you know you, you know what an even better comp that i heard this is from our, our boy, Baldy. Trust that man with my life. I'd love to get him on the pod. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Ready for this? Are you sitting yeah. down? Are you sitting you, down? I'm very much sitting down. Brian Westbrook. Ooh, that gets me going. and I, That, that yeah, excites me in just the right way. A little, little quarter chub right there. Hearing oh, yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> He's really good. He's just, he, he, if you watch him, he's very shifty. Um, I almost had the urge to like a classic Joe Douglas pick. Well, he's only had two drafts, so we can't really say that yet. But I don't know. He's just he just is a very very good player. I, I watched North Carolina like twice this year, and he played well in both games. I obviously watched the highlights of that Miami game where he just it was like he was a, he was a human joystick. Him and the other running back, they were running circles around the defenders. So right. I'm excited. He's a good player. And that's what we need. Jets need good players. Obviously, yeah. we talked. They got Kevin Coleman, uh, and they still have Michael Perrine. They think they may have Josh Adams. Yeah, they do. And Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. 
Michael Carter is going to get reps and he he crushed it last season. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. He had uh, over twelve. Yeah, like you said, he had over twelve hundred yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, he's also a decent uh, pass catching back. So it's I mean, another thing that Mike Lafleur, he's going to love this guy. You know, being able to have that ability and Wilson's probably Wilson's going to love this guy too. I think you know, um, right? And it's one it's one thing that I think also uh, I forgot to mention before when you're talking about Wilson was. Um, when you look at his highlight, when you look at Wilson's highlights a lot, it's a lot of the plays he makes and a lot of the plays that jumped off the screen are plays he's not going to be able to make in the NFL. So it's going to be interesting to see what and how Sala and Michael Floor more specifically able or are able to adjust him to that and how much Wilson's probably going to have to rely on guys like Elijah Moore and Michael Carter early on, I think, as he starts to adjust. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's, it helps a lot um, to have a guy like Michael Carter in the backfield to uh, to do things like that for Wilson. He's going to be, listen, he is, if, he, if he's as fast as they say he is, and, you know, he looked fast in college, but the NFL is different. I'm just excited to see how they're going to use him. Like, one thing that the 49ers do really well is run the ball. And obviously the Jets don't have Kyle Shanahan designing run schemes, but, I mean, if you're Michael LaFleur, you better have been paying attention, dude. Um, because obviously, you know, if we're gonna be running like a hybrid of the Packers and the 49ers offense, listen, our offensive line's better. We got solid running backs right now. I, I want to see us be like, I want to see us running the ball, giving it to Carter, giving it to Perrine, giving it to Ty and Adams and and Coleman and helping Zach Wilson helping him out so mm-hmm. yeah i'm with and it. i want to give a, a spe- just a, a nice little shout out to joe douglas for using the first four draft picks four draft picks in this draft all on offense it blew my mind it blew yeah. my mind and i say this is someone that wanted a cornerback <laughs> it's just like it got to the point where douglas just went all in and i was more also really very happy with salah for just being like you know joe Here's what I here's what I think we should do, but you're in control right now. So if you think that we should be focusing on the offense, because Sal is a defensive guy, but like it was just very exciting to see that you know that this team's finally going to start investing in the offense as much as they they are now. Let's move on to defense because we you mentioned. He spent four picks on offense. Well, he went four straight on defense, right? Five, six, six straight on defense right after. Rest of the draft. <laughs> so we'll go through. I mean, listen, I didn't pay as much attention to these as I did the others. Um, obviously, you know, I'm more excited about the offense than the defense. The defense hasn't been as big of an issue. But fifth round, 146 overall. Uh, Jamie and Sherwood, linebacker to Auburn. I'm cool with any linebacker from the SEC. Uh, one-year starter at Auburn. He's going to be like a hybrid box safety type of guy, apparently. Um, compete for playing time, a weak side linebacker. The Jets need help at will. And he'll play on special. He's an impact on special teams guy. I'm, I'm happy. We, we don't even need to go in order here. So they, they took two linebackers. We'll go through. We'll, do, we'll go by position because they took a bunch mm-hmm. of corners and they took one DT. So apparently there's this guy from Florida State that we took. Who could be the steal of the draft for the Jets? Um, Hamza Nazril 
Naziril Naziril Adin. Did I do that I right? Naziril Adin, I believe. We're pro- we're, we are a hundred percent butchering that, but I think I got it right. Naziril Adin. N a s i r i l d e e n. I think you got it right. Hamsa Naziril Adin. Uh, you know, whoever wrote this article, they're like, yeah, he was a former FSU star. I, I guess he was projected as a day two pick, and he fell. Let's see. Let's let's see why he fell. Um, he only. He, I, it looks like he only I'm played a, two games last year. Did he get hurt? Uh, yeah, uh, look, he so, tore his ACL. Okay, so he'll play a linebacker. Um, six four two twenty. He'll be like a. Yeah, he'll move to linebacker. He'll be. Uh, he'll be roaming around a whole lot. Right. Um. Listen, guys, a guy from Auburn and Florida State. Sounds great. Sign me up. Uh, you know, the Jets need speed, and these guys are both fast, apparently. So yeah. I think that that's the theme of this draft is the Jets went for athletes. They didn't go for, like, projects or anything. They went for guys with, a, like, a ton of high upside that and, like, low floors. Um, and... I mean, if he was a day two pick, if he just gets healthy, he could be a huge steal. So that's great. Um, yeah. All right. Then they took they took a bunch of corners. Thank God. What do you think of these corners? We got Michael Carter, the second. It's the, the, the craziest thing in NFL history. We have a father, <laughs> a father and son duo <laughs> on the team. We have the first and the second. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so he I, went to Duke, and he went to Duke. That's my favorite thing: is that the one Michael Carter went to UNC, and the other Michael Carter went to Duke. I that's love fan, that. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, and if they're any good, they're definitely going to be like a feature on CBS. Being like, if these guys start to be studs, be like the two Carters. One went to Duke, one went to UNC. Is there a rivalry between you two guys? Oh yeah, you know we <laughs> watched the games one's together. On offense, uh, one's defense. Yeah, so it's like you know. You know that'll be a thing that they're going to be in training camp. It'll be like Michael Carter tackled Michael Carter. Like you know it's right. going to happen. All right, so Michael Carter, he's small. He's 5'9". They're yep. projecting him as a slot, maybe play some safety. Um, although we already have, you know, who? Uh, why am I forgetting the guy we signed at safety? Um, super uh, small, play for the Rams. Gidry? Who? Gidry? No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, oh, um, God. Let's see. Some Jets podcast we are. We can't even get this right. <laughs> Uh, oh, and the, the I should go to our lads. That's someone better. screaming into their mic right now. Yeah, right. They're they're listening to this like you idiots. Uh, safety, safety, safety. Lamarcus Joyner. That's Lamarcus Joyner. Yeah. So we already have a small guy. Let him play slot. Um. All right. The other corner. The next corner they took. That's one seventy-five overall. Jason Pinnock. From Pitt, complete opposite. He's six foot two oh four, uh, big boy. He's uh, athletic. Great. The Jets need corners. We just need bodies. Yeah. Um, Sorry, just give me as many as you got. I mean, they Brandon can't. Eccles. Like I said, you can't go out there with just Bryce Hall and Lamar Jackson, and you just you just can't do it. And Bryce Hall very well may develop into and bless, a, bless a stun. And bless Austin, you can't do it. Like yeah. Bryce Hall very well made develop into a you know a solid cornerback for the Jets, but he's just still a, such a great unknown. So I was very happy to see that um, Douglas didn't just take one. He went back to back with corners, and 
still would love him to invest in some one of the free agent corners that's still in the market. Hell, bring back Brian Poole. I don't I I don't know. Like <laughs> Joe, like pick up the phone and start calling some people. <laughs> right. Make me feel um, better. Brandon Eccles, Brandon I N Eccles, mm-hmm. cornerback of Kentucky. Uh former JUCO standout. He is a freak. Uh four a four three six, forty two five vertical, which is crazy. Um he is a project. He's a developmental prospect who will compete for a roster spot. The sixth round pick. You never know. And then the uh, final pick. Um, another absurd athlete, Jonathan Marshall out of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Second highest relative athlete score, whatever that means, out of any defensive tackle since 1987. Oh, my goodness. How about that? <laughs> As he played out of position at Arkansas and projects, at, projects best as a developmental three technique in the NFL. So what does that mean? Relative. So is he just like the best athlete in the history of the draft? In like, the history of the draft ever? As far as I'm concerned, yes. No. <laughs> so his height, his vertical was a 32-inch, which for DT is High. It's it's just he a, ran a four eight eight. Yeah. Um. His broad jump was a not nine oh six. So nine, it looks like it looks feet. like he, it, the reason he kind of fell this far is that he he just wasn't very productive during his time in college. So it's I think right. like like yeah. you said they're banking on his athleticism and they're banking on his, like their ability to mold him into someone who can perform at a very high level. Yeah. I mean, these guys, they did their homework. Yeah, exactly. We're sitting here talking about it, but it's not like Joe Douglas and Robert Sala haven't studied every single player in the draft. And yeah, they, they know, they know everyone's stats. They know their numbers and they know what potential, like, no, they can see the potential of guys like Jonathan Marshall and, while while it's you know interior defensive line is something we always joke about is not something the Jets exactly needed but hell that late in that late in uh, the draft sure why not yeah and um, we won't go through them but they signed a bunch of undrafted free agents uh, they're getting a lot of praise for um, so yeah I mean I've said it like every podcast I think the last like five episodes in joe douglas we trust (laughs) joe douglas we trust we trust this man we trust him we trust him a lot we have lots of trust in joe douglas and that's that's where we're at i mean i don't got much more to add on these draft picks i i wasn't a draft guy this year i i'm happy with the haul we got everything i've read everyone's saying great just you know get me to training camp i'm excited i'm excited give me hell give me to mini camp Give me a mini camp. No, yeah. well, OTAs, OTAs. Well, yeah, give me no OTAs. Hell, let me just let me just see. Let me just get that first tweet fired off from like Connor Hughes saying, "Yeah, I was oh, to say the same thing." Zach Wilson just hit a beautiful pass to Denzel Mims. Oh, he just hit a beautiful pass cut across the middle to Elijah Moore. Like, just let me see, just let me get that. I don't care if he's not even playing against the defense. I just want to see it. I want to read it. <laughs> like, I want to see him in shorts. Let me That's scratch that. Let me scratch that itch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, Connor, you got any stuff on Gotham right now? People to read? Uh, not at the moment. All right. This Neither my, do this I. Is my draft recap. <laughs> this is my draft recap. But I will break down. I will 
be uh, back on the website to break down the Jets' schedule when that gets released next week, I believe. Awesome. Cannot wait. Uh, if you want to read any other stuff of Connor's, or I guess mine, if you want to go back a year or two, <laughs> uh, you can go uh, GothamSN.com. You can find all of our content there. Uh, Jets, Giants, Knicks. Uh, well, we don't really no, We don't have a Knicks writer right now. Rangers, Yankees, Mets. Shout out producer Nick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out producer Nick uh, for hooking it up with the great Rangers content. Uh, fuck Tom Wilson. Fuck Tom. And, and, uh, if you want to listen to any of the podcasts with Gotham, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or SoundCloud. I got them all, Connor. I got them all. You did. I'm sorry. All right, folks. Any last words, Connor? I'm good. Go Jets. Go Jets. Great draft, boys. Great draft. <laughs>